Today, we're talking side projects. If you're not giving up several hours a day to work on your side projects, you're really not working hard enough. You shouldn't have time to sleep, eat, or even make friends. We're going to call this episode, How to Ignore Everything Emma Says. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Finding time to work on side projects is super hard, especially when you're working a nine-to-five job, and especially when you have pets that are really needy like we all do. So how the heck do you balance it all? Today, we're going to dive into the side projects that we're working on and our tips and tricks for managing it all. So let's just jump right in. Welcome to the Ladybug Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm Allie. I'm Emma. And I'm Lindsay, and we're debugging the tech industry. So let's go ahead and get started in our projects and just talk about what our projects are. If we can't really talk about side projects without actually mentioning what we do. So currently my side projects are producing egghead.io videos, creating an egghead course, which I'm sorry, Joel, that I'm very behind on, even though he's actually very chill about it. (laughs) This podcast is one and my baby is my blog. So my blog, Allie with Lindsay, um, I've been writing it for almost nine months now, I think. Yeah, about nine months. And that's pretty much my biggest side project right now. Now, when you say Allie with Lindsay, you're not talking Allie on our podcast. You're talking accessibility. Yeah, right? so I should. Yeah, I always say Allie, even though it's A11Y, but that just says sounds a lot longer. Um, I Now that I think about it, I'm not actually sure if I say Allie with Lindsay, but that's how I've been saying it. Can you explain why it's A11Y too? Because some people might be confused. Okay. Yeah, this is apparently very controversial. So uh, there are 11 letters between the A and the Y in the word accessibility. So a lot of people don't like, what do they call numer, numerdomes, whatever. Uh, I can't say that word, but a lot of people don't like that because they think it's inaccessible. But (laughs) I really just want that to die, to be honest, like that argument, because when it comes down to it, people with disabilities are already excluded. And it's always like abled folks who are like, I feel excluded from this. So anyway, sorry, my side rant. No, is it Allie, like my name or Ally? I don't, I don't know. Actually, I just, I always say (laughs) A11N. A11N? A11N. Like international. Which is also just as dumb as saying accessibility. It has the same amount of syllables. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it's, so I think the main reason why, well, actually, I don't know. I'm making this up. So uh, fact check corner. Um, But (laughs) um, I think that why it also kind of sticks around is like when Twitter had really short character lengths or whatever it, you know, so don't quote me on that. Because I'm sure it was a thing before Twitter. In fact, I'm pretty positive it was. But, um, you know, that that is valid. And especially with internationalization, which is I-18N. That's anyway. a pain in the butt to spell. And also, like, you just need to be more convincing. And you're, like, be convicted, right? If you're just going to tell us lies that maybe aren't true, just say it confidently and everyone will believe you. Because, to be honest, I'm just kidding. But to be honest, like, that seems like a really valid reason for having. yeah. I feel like I've said that on Twitter and somebody called me out for it. So that's why I'm kind of like self-conscious. But, you know, you mean somebody actually called you out? That never happens. Never. (laughs) Never happens. Yeah. Ever. Twitter is super nice. Everybody's very The villagers showed up at your house with the the flames. (laughs) Pretty much. But uh, actually, I don't know if I might be being melodramatic, but I definitely got called out on it. But I I feel like it is a positive to have a shorter version of it. 
for Twitter because Twitter has a character count. Character so, counts are real. So even if there are also people who are just lazy. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, so uh, but yeah, I I really like the word. So that's why it's part of my domain name. So in all honesty, too, like just off the top of my head, it could help with dyslexia, too, for people who have trouble spelling, you know, words or they mix up letters. I feel mm-hmm. like that could help as well, especially, too, for people maybe who don't speak English natively. Like I have trouble spelling the word internationalization. So writing I-18N is much easier yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Abbreviations just make things easier. And why and is abbreviation such a long word? God. <laughs> All the- Speaking of abbreviations, <laughs> let me talk about my side projects. <laughs> okay, weasel your way in there. I see you. Oh my gosh. So my primary side project is running my business, which is also my full-time job, because when you run a company, you never really get much of a break because you're too busy doing the uh, the actual day-to-day work for running, in, in my case, running an agency. And so my side project is finding really cool new ways to automate things that I'm currently spending a lot of time doing manual work on and how to make my, my, my employees' life a little bit better as well. Kelly, can I ask you a question? Yes. You just how did abbreviations segue into that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a really good question, and now I'm going to continue to ignore you. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, I uh, occasionally speak at conferences, and I'm going to be uh, hosting a meetup pretty soon here in Atlanta, which I'm not going to go too much into detail about yet. You're so busy. So much fun. (laughs) All the things. All the things. Awesome. Allie. Yeah, so... I work two jobs, so that's a lot of my time. I work full-time at Dev, and then I work part-time teaching for General Assembly, and teaching is my real love, so I definitely have to do that, even though adding on a second job is a lot of work. I also try to do office hours to mentor people because I feel bad that sometimes answering written communications isn't super fun for me, so I'd rather meet people face-to-face, so I started doing those pretty fun and then the whole internet persona thing, doing all the all the online things like blogging and tweeting and all that. That's a lot of work, too. And then my thing for code side projects is that I try to do really one-off stuff that I can crank out in a night or so. We can talk about this more later, but I essentially, if I can get something done really fast, I'm way more likely to actually follow through with it. So that's my strategy for code side projects. Would you call yourself a social media influencer? Because it sounds to me like you are. No, I I, I hate that word. Influencers are the worst. I'm just kidding. Or the no, name, the, the, the word is. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the influencers themselves, I don't hate. It's just the word. It's like. It's yeah. icky. Uh, I, I have a friend at work and he, it's, it's really cute because. Like, I'll say, like, oh, like, you're influencing my decision on something. He'll be like, I'm an influencer. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like the word just because I feel like, okay, I'm probably going to offend people here, but you very, very rarely hear men be called influencers. You always hear them being called, like, content creators and thought leaders and stuff. And I'm like... I don't know. Influencers just sounds like an ickier word to me, even though what they do isn't like a bad thing or anything. Anyway. I feel like that's more. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I think it's a fair statement, but I also think that the whole like influencer culture comes from YouTube. In any case, this is a massive tangent. So let's move on. <laughs> 
Emma's middle name is Side Project, so I cannot wait to it hear It really voice. is. It's Emma Side Project Vedekind. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not at all. Um, so I have a ton of things that I do, and everyone always asks me how I manage it. And I'll tell you, my secret is um, I I don't feel like I manage any of it. Um, <laughs> let's, let's start. So like Lindsay, I am supposed to be making egghead courses. Yeah, it's unfortunately kind of fallen through the cracks a little just because I have like higher priority things. But um, I have a couple of courses on Egghead. I really want to get back to, to making those. I, wa I was learning German for a while. I totally forgot this was a priority that I had. I moved to Germany and didn't speak ein bisschen Deutsch. But I was taking German classes for a while and that took up a lot of my time. I, I started an open source project called Coding Coach, um, which, uh, <laughs> shameless plug, uh, it allows um, mentors and mentees to connect all over the world and it's done for free. So that, that's been pretty, uh, pretty great. I blog a lot. I like to write things. I, <laughs> I, uh, I have three podcasts. So I'm a panelist on JS Party, which is super fun. Highly recommend. This podcast is great, which y'all would know because you're listening. And then um, my coworker and I, Khalil, um, he's awesome. Go follow him, Khalil Lachelle. Um, he uh, and I are starting this podcast called Lunch Pod, where we basically just record our lunchtime conversations talking about like life and tech. It's going to be pretty cool. So that's a lot of hearing myself on the Internet. I also help co-organize the meetup in Karlsruhe, Germany. And I speak at conferences because... I like to hear myself talk. So that's my list. Um, but let's talk about how we balance these things, right? How we prioritize time box, batch these things, and like do a bunch of like little things you can check off. So let's just jump into prioritizing. So like, what are your strategies? Uh, let's go back to Lindsay, since you kicked us off. What is, how do you prioritize what's important and what's like the most timely? Yeah. So this one is actually one that I think about a lot. So for example, the week before, we launched this, my focus was mostly on this, like making sure that we get as much as it as I can pot or sorry, that sentence does not make sense. But basically making sure that everything was being prioritized, making sure I was getting the things that were must haves done. And timeliness is probably the biggest thing I go to first with prioritization is I'm like, what needs to be done right now? And what can wait? And this is super helpful with not just side projects, but project managers as well, because a lot of times they'll come to you and be like, this needs to be done ASAP. And I'm like, no, when does it need to be done? Because I'm not doing it right now. So making sure that you figure out what's timely and what can wait is probably my biggest strategy. And the other one is also, what do you actually want to do? Because <laughs> there's a lot of side projects that you don't have to do. You don't and you think you have to, but you really don't. And making sure that you're doing what you actually want to do is really important. Yeah, that's super true because I hear a lot of people like, how do I start a blog? And I'm like, well, first question is, do you want to blog? Because like, if you don't, it's not just a, like a, like when people go and they're like, I want to buy a, or I want to adopt a dog. And then they adopt the dog and they're like, I don't like dogs. It's like, don't start a blog if you don't <laughs> like blogging, right? Like there's so many other things you can do like to, to pique your interest. Right. There's a very good reason why I do not have a blog, and it's because my ability to write for a long period of time kind of ends at, like, about 240 characters. <laughs> Will you also, Kelly, you're also in the process of barrel aging the spaghetti you've owed me. It is a lot of work, but it's going to be delicious. <laughs> yeah, so definitely wanting to do things. Like, I was actually talking to somebody yesterday about blogging, and he's like, oh, I should start one. And I'm like, well, do you want to? Like, if you don't want to, 
that's okay. Like you don't have to want to blog and it's yeah. a great thing to do if you really want to do it. But if you don't want to do that, that's probably going to come across in your work anyway. Yeah. yeah. And going off of that, you can also just write one blog post. You don't have to change your life and become this like super, super consistent blogger overnight. Same with anything else, right? You can do something small. It doesn't mean that you have to completely transform everything and do that thing all the time. You can just do it once and you can still help people with that. We talked about this in our, our last episode about getting started in tech, but you need to find your why, right? So why do you want to have this specific side project or this specific medium for expressing yourself, right? Is it so you can learn? So for me personally, I started my blog because I needed to learn and keep track of things for myself. And I still go back and reference my own stuff. I didn't do it for anyone else. I didn't do it to become a social media influencer, quote unquote. I did it for myself. And I think when you do things for yourself, you're more likely to succeed and people are more likely to see the passion in your work and they'll want to follow you. So your goal should never be, I want to be a social media influencer. I want people to read my stuff. So no one's going to read your stuff in the beginning. You've got to be okay with that. You know, at some point they'll show up. Yeah. I also have a same, like on that same kind of line there, you do not have to monetize your side project. Mm -hmm. You can do something entirely for fun because as soon as you start monetizing everything, it becomes a side job instead of a side project. And eventually you're going to just become overwhelmed. Yeah, no, totally. The thing also with uh, with what Emma was saying as well with uh, you're not going to get readers at first. I finally am starting to get some readers and I've been doing it for about like nine months now and I'm finally getting a decent jump in my traffic and it's still not as high as some people would consider successful. And for me, my goal in blogging was twofold. One, to challenge myself with accessibility more. And the other was to get developers to care more about it. And those are like, it's almost like a mission statement, which sounds really overkill, depending on how big the side project is. But because my blog is a big side project, having that why, like, I want to empower developers to do this stuff. I am so tired of hearing like, Oh, why should I care? I'm like, I don't want to tell you why you should care. I want you to care and just want to know how to know how, or I want to look into more how to do it. And I want to teach you how I'm not in the business of convincing people it's important because quite frankly, if you don't think it's important, I probably, you're not my target audience. So, <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like once you define your why, so like if my why behind writing a blog is I want to help people learn, define your metrics relative to that. So don't define your metrics as the number of readers, define it as the quality. Have you helped anyone? If you've helped one person, it's worth it. So mm -hmm. But one of the things that I think is, um, helps the success of prioritizing your, your side projects is doing the prep work beforehand because we all get so excited about the fun things, right? But that means that we lack in doing the prep work. I struggle with this at work. So I work on a design team. And one of the things that I love to do is um, visual design and sketch. Well, that's really great. But the thing is, like, products aren't built starting in high fidelity. And I always, you know, regret when I don't do the foundational work to start with the wireframes and the user flows and the information architecture, I end up backtracking and, and, you know, shooting myself in the foot. So if you want to be successful, you've got to do the grunt work and, and make sure that you're organized. Mm -hmm. And not just buying a bunch of domain names. Yeah. Okay. And if you're going off of that, thinking about a project that you want to do longer term, like starting a blog with your own blog site or a bigger code project that is open source or something along those lines. It's really fun to start stuff, 
when you're starting off, it's like shiny and new and fun and you're building it up and it's getting attention and it's really great. So starting stuff is really easy. The hard part is continuing on with it. And I'm not perfect at that at all. I have multiple projects that are very much abandoned. But when you're thinking about things, I like to think about a year in the future. Like, what is the time commitment still then? What is the time commitment further from there? How much time do you have consistently to spend on these things? And that can really help you decide what is important to prioritize and what is actually realistic for you to take on. Is it just something that's super one-off at the, that you can do in a night or two, or is it something that's bigger that you can work on in a year? I think too that your, your side projects should align with your ultimate career goals. So one book that I would recommend is called Atomic Habits, and it discusses that idea of not having finite goals and not focusing on one you know, finite point in time as your goal, but instead positioning yourself on a trajectory to reaching an outcome. So like, for example, if I want to have a very successful soccer team, let's say I'm a soccer coach, um, my goal shouldn't be to win 10 games, my goal should be to hire or to hire to have the best players on the team and build, you know, a good team dynamic, right? That's pointing you at a trajectory to succeed versus, you know, if you're just focusing on this 10 winning thing, you're not positioning yourself in any sort of way to be successful. So make sure that you know your why and that you're pointing yourself in the right direction. So if you want to become a senior engineer, maybe don't blog about knitting cat sweaters. You know what I mean? Like position yourself in such a way that you're you're always working towards you're working towards a goal, but that's not the be all end all for for your project. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that because a lot of times, you know, we all get really caught up in the shiny, but and like to be quite frank, side projects don't always have to continue. They can, it's okay no. to abandon certain projects if they no longer serve you. Like that is totally okay. I think the biggest thing too, though, is if you want, if you're envisioning something in the future, just knowing, like Emma said, that this is just going to take a lot of consistency. It's a habit, you know, you have to prioritize certain things. Like for me, a lot of people see what I do, but they don't see that I am not going to happy hours as often as I used to. They also don't see like some of the things that go on behind closed doors. They don't see how much I sleep. They don't see all these other things. Um, they just see what I post on Twitter and not like I try to be very honest on Twitter. It's not like I'm trying to post a highlight reel, but it's very much like you only see a certain factor. People always see that, oh, you do so much and they don't see what you're giving up. And I think that's actually super important when it comes to these things. I totally just went from like habits to prior, like to prioritization. No, I love but. that. I love that because it's super true. Like I, like, let's be real right now. I don't have a massive social life because I am an introvert to a certain extent. Uh, and so like, I don't really go to parties or hang out with people like that sounds sad, but like, it's true. Like, it's just <laughs> not my personality type. So like all of that, actually, I don't really watch Netflix. I am in bed by nine most nights, but like, these are the things that you give up that people don't see. And I think we've all done a pretty good job at being transparent with not just showing a highlight reel. Um, mm -hmm. So like, uh, Allie and Kelly, how do you, how do you, what do you, what goes on? Like, at, you know, what do you give up? I guess is my question. What do you sacrifice in your personal life um, to be able to achieve all of these things? Totally. So for me, my social life is kind of my second priority to all of this career stuff. So I do make a lot of time for my friends and going out and all that. But 
I definitely don't watch TV. I am so behind on cultural references. People ask me about movies and I'm like, I legit have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and if I'm reading books or whatever, that's usually because I'm in the car and listening to an audiobook or on a plane and reading there. So I don't have a huge amount of time for a lot of other stuff like that. It's definitely a prioritization like everybody else. I'm also somebody that doesn't need a lot of downtime, so I don't need a lot of like time by myself just chilling and doing nothing. For me, it's social time, dog time, work time. That's mostly it. And then also, I'm pretty lucky that I'm somebody that relies on not a huge amount of sleep, so can kind of cut down on those hours too. Sorry, don't take that as advice. Everybody, I, I mean, I, I also don't require that much sleep. Y'all, um, unsolicited yeah, medical again. advice is never a good idea. I sleep for 12 hours a night. <laughs> I'm also so impressive. Part bear. <laughs> <laughs> so impressive. I did four hours for forever, like all through the end of high school, through college, and my first couple years of my career. And now I'm doing like six ish, and so I feel like I'm making moves in the healthier direction, but definitely have not always been that okay. way. I I'm gonna interrupt before Kelly starts talking because. I don't know how that happens. I got five to six hours last week and I was a hot mess this weekend, like super tired. And yeah. yesterday my partner woke me up and was like, I, did, I, was, I had only gotten six hours of sleep. And he was like, Lindsay, there are chocolate chip pancakes. And I'm like, oh, yes, but no. You must have been very, <laughs> very tired. I was super tired. I was like really excited but also very cranky about it. Like, it was a very strange, like, conflict of emotions. I was like, yay! <laughs> there was an article a while ago about how different people have different genetic sleeping patterns mm -hmm. that they need to uphold, and so it's just different for everybody. And know yourself, don't say that Allie sleeps four hours a night, I'm only going to do that, but yeah, know what's good for you and what you need. Yeah, totally. I, I think that's actually kind of well, pretty important to note is we're all different. All four of us are very different personalities and we have different needs. I know for me, uh, I do need social time. Um, I don't need as much as I used to, but I am definitely an extrovert. I need that social time. And if I don't get it, like I notice it's a lot different when my partner is traveling for work and I'm like, oh, I'm going to use this to get so much done because I don't have any like anybody to deal with. <laughs> So I, I love you, babe. But, you know, anyway, um, <laughs> but like I noticed, though, after like three days, I'm like really depressed because I'm super lonely. So it's definitely good to know yourself, know your thresholds, know your thresholds with sleep, know what you need, um, because quite frankly, if you have so many if you're not addressing those needs, you're going to have a meltdown. So. I also really quickly, before I let you like actually talk, Kelly, uh, you know, since we're fighting on this. <laughs> it's episode, okay. I'm not here. It, um, she's... <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> um, I want to point out, too, that this stuff ebbs and flows. Like, it is not something I never force myself to work if I'm not in a good mental space or if I'm tired. So, like, often I'll be super productive for, like, two days straight, and then I won't do anything for, like, the, the last five days of the week, right? So, um you can try to set a, a finite schedule for yourself, but like my advice is don't push yourself if you're not feeling it, as long as you don't have a deadline, obviously, um, because that's how you burn out. So I guess with that, Kelly, I will let you talk now. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. So 
kind of combining, I have a lot of thoughts of what happened here, but I didn't write any of them down. So here we go. It's also really helpful to have somebody be able to keep you in check if possible. Um, my husband is really good at that. So we go to a coffee shop uh, pretty much every Saturday and every Sunday morning. It's the same coffee shop. I love you, Chattahoochee Coffee on the web on the west side. If you're in Atlanta, please go to it. He kind of like cuts me off. My husband cuts me off about like noon being like, all right, you've worked for long enough. Let's go do something else. But I use that as my as my time management for for, you know, working on these side projects and something else that I want to do when I obviously have actual work to do during the day. And that's I found that's been that's been really helpful. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of interesting because even like an accountability partner is totally (laughs) your dance is awesome. Sorry, or I know you can't see her. Is that a crab move? Were you a crab? I don't. She, Kelly's got all the dance moves and the dad jokes. We're gonna turn into a gif or a jif. I didn't open this can of worms. Keep going. Yeah. So (laughs) gif, gif. Anyway, um, no, but having even if it's like just a friend who or a roommate or anything, you know, if if you're struggling with your own boundaries, have somebody who will call you out, like or even just not call you out because that sounds very uh negative but somebody who will who will enforce help enforce that boundary boundaries are super hard because even even though I think I have very good boundaries I still suck at them like I'm and my boundaries are either really good or crap quite frankly so I think that's also a really good mindset awesome let's move towards talking about how we you know what has worked best for you as far as like uh, taking breaks and scheduling, you know, when you're actually working on this. Do you have a certain technique you like to follow for, for your side projects? How do I schedule breaks? Uh, to be perfectly frank, I'm really bad about this. I burn out a lot, I feel like, for multiple reasons. I, I would say social media is one of them because I don't know about all of you, but social media for me is also a part-time job. And so I burn out very, very easily and I am bad at, at taking breaks because I feel like when I take breaks, I am wasting time and that's really hard for me to overcome mentally. And, um, and so I've been trying to be better about like, if I'm tired or I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to work. So I wouldn't say that I schedule them, but I'm, I'm trying to be better about reading my own, you know, my own emotions and whatnot, um, t- to not force myself into these things. Uh, yeah, Totally. I do a calendar blocking, so I pull up my Google Calendar for usually a week at a time, and I schedule, like, every single minute on it, including breaks. So I'll schedule my wake-up, I'll schedule my work for my company, I will do side stuff, I will do my workouts, everything is on that calendar. If I want to watch a TV show, that's on there, too. And so I know that I'm getting everything that I want done, because if a goal doesn't have a time on a calendar it's just a goal it's not something that actually has time prioritized for it so I try to do that in order to get everything on the calendar I don't stick to it perfectly by any means but it's nice to have some sort of guideline of this is what I'm supposed to be doing now you're making it actionable yeah I am the exact opposite of Allie I only have my meetings on my calendar and that is literally it um, I've learned from my own experience that if I force myself into these these boxed times, I just get frustrated seeing my calendar. So I it does it doesn't work for me. And again, you know, uh, these different techniques are going to be different for everybody. 
Um, I'm more of somebody who would rather be like, oh, well, I don't really feel like working on this anymore, so I'm going to switch gears. I need, I need a brain break. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because when you take a look at all of our different styles, it's like polar opposites. And, and that should go to show you that there's no one answer to this question. How do you, how do you get so much done? I think it all depends on you and your personal style. Um, so maybe you're like Allie and you schedule everything down to a T or maybe you're like Kelly and partially myself, I'm like a hybrid, but like, you know, don't only schedule meetings and let yourself run free. Um, so, so yeah, no one solution to this problem. Um, so yeah, that is all. No, I, with, with that too, I think I'm also a hybrid. I, I used to be very good about scheduling myself and I, I think I kind of need to get back onto that because I've been sort of going with the flow for a little bit. But now that I have a little bit more on my plate, I really want to start prioritizing better. But uh, and with scheduling, because I just I'm a free spirit, I will go all over the place. And I'm a free spirit who's also type A, which does not go very hand in hand, quite frankly. So, <laughs> um, so I, I kind of I need to keep myself in check a little bit more. Um, but sometimes I do notice that I, I need a little bit more of that freedom to just remind myself that it is okay to not always be scheduled. Um, but even then, I, I think the nice thing about calendars is people assume that it's like overkill. And sometimes it's actually really helpful for people to feel more grounded versus some other people. It's the exact opposite. Um, I would like to go off on a little bit of a tangent, if that's cool, because mm -hmm. one thing that just kind of popped into my mind is the fact that with side projects, you don't necessarily need to wear a developer hat. Um, I don't know why this came to my mind, but I was thinking, like, if you're going to have a side project, this is a cool opportunity to branch outside of your comfort zone and maybe take on, like, a design role or a project manager role. So, like, when I started my open source project, the first thing my husband said to me was, like, you know, you're not allowed to code any of this, right? And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm going to write all the code. And he was like, this project needs someone to run it or it's going to fail. And I'm like, okay, well, that's true. So, like, on one of my side projects, all I do is product manage and design. So they're a really great way for you to take on new roles and maybe even get your feet wet in areas you might not have thought that you would be interested in, in delving into. Yeah, most of my side work comes in the teaching realm and my heart is so in teaching that it feels more fulfilling than a job. So I totally relate to that and not doing writing code all the time. Yeah, and honestly, but once my once my blog got public or once I like, publish my blog or launch my blog very little of it is coding and a lot sometimes there's code samples but even then like it's mostly just doing things I've already done before and copying and pasting and just double checking that it works <laughs> so yeah I, I definitely understand that too with like making sure that it's not always coding it can be more related to other things like project management and design and writing Cool. I think with that, let's jump into something really cool, which is an idea that I hadn't really thought about until Allie mentioned it the other day, which is batching. So what is this concept of batching, Allie? Yeah, so doing similar tasks all together because your mind is already in that one space. So if you keep going in that same direction, you can be more productive. So something that I do, for example, is little behind the scenes look at my social media. But for example, Instagram, right? I try to spend as little time on it as possible because I would rather focus on other things. And so I will make like a month of Instagram content all in one hour or so. So I'll make my 
infographics and edit my pictures and all that and just line it all up at once because if I'm already in that mind space, I'm already in sketch, I'm already moving stuff around and have those templates up, might as well just do a bunch at once and so then I don't have to think about it again. And so I try to do that with outlining blog posts and whatever else I can do. I've tried to batch it. Yeah, I've been wanting to do that for so long. And I just I know it's going to be better for me. And I keep on not doing it. We should do that with emails, right? So like we talk about starting with the, the biggest task first or eat the biggest frog first. Emails are super insignificant in the in the realm of things. The world's not going to explode if you don't respond within 15 minutes, unless you're in a support role, which maybe don't do that. Um, but <laughs> so I would suggest batching your emails the beginning and the end of the day. Uh, it'll save a ton of time and you'll be much more productive. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh and I think something I've always been wanting to do is batch my blog posts and just write like three blog posts at once. Um, but I haven't done that yet. I need to do that. And when you're when you're batching something creative, it's so useful because, you know, if you're on this like real good, like train of thought, you're like, I, get, I can push out all this content here. And then the next day you're in, or next week or whatever, you try to go sit down and write something. You're like, I have nothing. Mm-hmm you know that you have some content that to back you up so you can just focus your efforts on something that's going to be a little bit more productive for, you know, your current state of mind. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I batch my tweets. Like, there are there are days when I'm super funny. Like, I just sit there and I giggle at all the stuff in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not going to get that checked out. Don't worry. Um, no, but there are days when I'm like, oh, I'm really funny today. And then, like, write, write a bunch of tweets and I'm like, I can't, like, triple tweet. So I'll just, like, save it to drafts. And that way, if I'm, like, not as funny one day, I'm like, okay, let's go to drafts. Let's see what we've got. And, like, honestly, I think that helps because when you're not in the right mind space or like if you're not feeling like, you know, emotionally secure or whatnot, like you've again, like you just said, Kelly, you have that fallback. Yeah, totally. Totally. I do that. Too. The nice thing, too, with that is like some people are like Ugh, scheduling tweets or drafting tweets. And I'm like, you know, you were in a headspace when you were thinking of it. But sometimes, quite frankly, I have like these ideas and I'm like, oh, this is a great tweet or this is really funny or whatever and I'm like but nobody's gonna see it because it's like two in the morning so I'll just like schedule it for the morning or something like that and it's also really useful when you make a lot of jokes on Twitter and then you look through your drafts the next morning you're like wow Kelly that was really bad and then I mm-hmm. save everybody the trouble from having to read that that's <laughs> super true I would love to see like your graveyard of dead drafts though oh my goodness mine would all be like overly sappy yeah I, my, <laughs> I, I always write those and then delete them. Like, this is too gushy. I can't do it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, wh- I love gushy statuses. One last thing I'd love to touch on in this, this problem space is um, small wins because I feel like we take them for granted. So not only should we track our wins or, you know, our successes, no matter how small they are, but like track them so that when you're having a bad day, like you can go back and be like, oh, I answered an email today. You know, I'm, I'm kidding. But like <laughs> having that list to refer back to, like it adds up, right? Atomic habits, they build to, to be something more composite. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. That's what I mostly for code projects do small stuff that I can crank out in like a night or two because then it's done and I don't have to keep thinking about it and I don't have to keep allocating time or giving mental space to it. I just get it done and it feels like a win and it's exciting. Yeah. And it just also like, well, Kelly can correct me on this, but I'm like, I feel like that's also how human psychology works, right? Like we, we have small wins and, you know, when we check something off the list or even just like, 
just accomplish something, even if it's small, you still have that like positive hormone or whatever. I don't know the science behind it, but I'm going to let Miss Social Work Master Degree correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the reason why Lindsay mentioned I might be able to speak on it is because my my bachelor's degree is in psychology and I have two master's degrees in public health and clinical social work. So I know a little bit about this. I think we tend to ignore the small wins because we have our sights set so far away. And if we're not focusing on the small successes that we're making along the way, that that end goal can be very daunting and you can just, you know, get into this really negative headspace that you're not actually making any progress when you really are. And that's why, you know, I always tell people like it's so important to write everything down that you that you've accomplished. I literally have a, a folder on my computer that I've taken I've taken screenshots of, you know, just the way that people have responded to me, like really polite, you know, compliments that I've received just so I can look back at those some days where I'm just like not having a great day trying to figure out something to do with my business because that's what happens when you're trying to figure out as you go and you're running a business. And just looking at those small successes, it's it's just it's really helpful to kind of put you back into a more positive headspace. Yeah. The massive strides, like look back. So like, for instance, like now today, I feel like I don't know JavaScript. It's too hard. Um, like there are so many nuances of the scripting language, right? Um, but then I look back at myself four years ago and I'm like, I didn't even know how to import a JavaScript file into HTML. So like when you compare these quote unquote, like small wins to where you were years ago, oh, they add up. Yeah. And something, uh, that you also, this is more a career tip than a positive, uh, mindset one is write those down and give them to your boss <laughs> like that come review time give them give your boss that list and uh be like hey give me more money or a raise or uh, I, that's what giving more money is is a raise i mean a promotion <laughs> uh, no I mean, there's also a bonus that's a bonus true too. though like when when you want to ask for a promotion or a raise or you know whatnot you need to have that archive to back it up because at the end of the day they need to bring it to their boss and if they if you've done the heavy lifting it makes them a he heck of a lot more likely to recommend you right yeah I got a fifty percent raise by doing that. So yeah. holy cow! Just we need know, to talk about wow, raises. Wow, you're making you're making what twelve dollars now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the money, <laughs> all the dollars. This is an old job. Yeah, yeah. The tracking the wins is huge. Yeah, exactly. Especially if they're like just proving because you have to be your own advocate. So whether that's your career or just taking care of yourself, being your own advocate, tracking your wins, it applies to both career and your personal life. 100%. Yeah. So. So now that we've covered our small wins or doing small things that you can check off, let's first of all mention the fact that this podcast is a side project, which is really cool and ironic because, you know, we're talking about side projects. Uh, is that inception or recursion or when? Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no base case. Um, so given the fact that this podcast is a side project, I would say the culmination of our win today is the fact that we've gotten an immense amount of support from the community so we've officially surpassed 1,000 twitter followers in five, five hours is that a record yeah that's not a small it's win. a record for me i mean i've never See, gotten that many followers in an hour right that's, that's amazing amazing so we need to celebrate ourselves because you know we appreciate the support that the community's given us but um is that the only one we want to cover does anyone else have anything else they would like to share 
Honestly, I think it's so fitting for this episode because all of us have been working really hard on it. And it's so nice to see the fruits of our labor come and have so much support behind us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. This has been really, really cool. Yeah. Well, let's leave it on that positive note because this is super awesome. Absolutely. So we want to thank y'all for being here, for listening, and make sure to as the YouTubers would say, smash that like and leave a comment below and subscribe. Uh, don't know how <laughs> any of this works. But l- like all the things, um, and thank you all for being here. Five stars and positive reviews if you liked it. Yeah, And if totally. you didn't like it, you cannot leave a review too. Yeah. Leave us DMs with uh, hi, hi. feedback so we can ignore it. <laughs> hi, hey. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah. We obviously want your feedback. Yes, so. Awesome. Even if it's not so good. We're all hungry. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll make some spaghetti. <laughs> okay. Well, spaghetti. anyway, everybody, have a good day. Super awesome to talk to you. Thank you. Bye. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.